Hey everybody, welcome to The Afterword, I'm Dave Tish. You know, this past weekend was a very interesting, unique, and special weekend for our church. And not just because it was the Super Bowl, although it was, and not just because the Super Bowl means that you and I get to consume roughly half of our body weight in queso dip. That's also really good. The reason it was so special is because this past weekend we installed Jay Kim as Westgate Church's new lead pastor. And so I thought for this afterward, it might be fun, and again, it might not, it might be fun, it might be fun for us to hear the story about how all that came to pass, because it was a story years in the making. Now, I admit, this is a bit inside baseball. By that, I mean, it's a little bit looking behind the curtain about how things work, so it might not be interesting to everyone, but for those of you who lead organizations or who deal with staff or who have transitions coming up in your own workplace or work to train or lead people... Uh, this is, I thought, a fascinating look at what that looks like, and I think it was done. The whole process was really interesting and really healthy. So I had Steve Clifford and Jay Kim come in and just talk and tell the story about how this whole thing went down, and uh, it, I, I found it pretty interesting. So without further ado, let's hear the story. Honestly, this is just its a little weird. It's basically about the leadership transition stuff, right? So that's what we're talking about. Uh, and we've already just, Are you recording story, right now? Right? I am. Oh, okay. It's the story. It's yeah. the story. Yeah, it's story the story. Yeah, Storytelling. It's great. So it's just the Easy. story, and you guys can both jump in. I think, um, I think a way to tell the story that's kind of fun is it's 2015, 2016, when you were part of our staff and left. When did you go to... Yeah, 2014 to 16, and I left in 2016. Okay. So imagine imagine that you've got, you already are aware, you're already aware of a, a succession plan in place that you're speaking with the elders about, but that it's still a little early, if you can imagine that. And, it, and the elders have kind of unanimously said to me, um, it, this is too early in the process. We need to be talking about it. We need to be learning about it, but we feel like you've still got several years left. Jay comes to me and, and Jay will be, Jay will back me up on this. He, he came to me and said, I think I'm gonna go to Vintage Faith. And, and, and I said, man, I, I really didn't want you to go. And I didn't think it was a good move. I told yeah. him, I told him so. And it, and part of the reason was stuff I couldn't say. Right. <laughs> right. He he didn't know yeah, right. that I had already identified Interesting. him Interesting. as a successor candidate at least. Yeah. So he goes to goes to goes to vintage and has a great uh, it's great. You're calling me with the kinds of questions that you <laughs> yeah, could never right. have got exposed to here. You had leadership yeah. problems. Staff, yeah, issues, staff issues, campaign, crucible, campaign. Crucible Wait, leadership. is this the episode? Campaign, Are we recording? Yeah, we're a recording. Campaign is running. Yeah, I mean, and you, you, you experience the kind of, kind of crucible leadership situations that I would want to expose you to. Yeah, had I just orchestrated this whole thing out. Yeah. Now, unfortunately, I wasn't really that smart. I continued <laughs> to. I mean, I grieved your loss. You're leaving. And I offered my help to you, and we talked a lot. Yeah, a lot. I offered that help, not because I thought you'd ever come back, because I actually thought you were done. You, you were going to leave. Yeah. 
and I and I'm good friends with Dan and Vintage Faith, right. and I'm not going to actively try to steal you, you know. Yeah. Well, I guess I did, but um, <laughs> truth is, but I, I'm not unless I'm I'm not going to. I gonna, love Dan. I would never hurt him, so I killed Dan. So I should say I should say um, I'm not going to do that until I'm pretty sure. Right. Right. And the timing is much closer because I'm not, I am not a believer of succession plans that extend over four or five years. So you're gone. You get a great experience. Yeah. And um, I get a great experience in that I'm able to look around and say, I don't believe anybody really here is, is the one I would pick. And I'm really, um, I'm a really, I'm hesitant to, to go into a national search. I don't want to do that, especially when in my heart, I still have this conviction that if I could choose anybody, I'd choose you. Mm. I mean, I mean that. I've told you that. And um, and so in 2018? Er, early 18, because I'd been at Vintage a little less than two years. Yeah. You know, I begin this conversation once I become convinced. Okay, so I got to know, wh- where did that conversation, is that like over at a it restaurant? Was at, yeah, it was at, yeah. I still remember it. I don't know if Steve does. It's <laughs> no longer this, but it was Moe's on oh, Almaden oh, yeah. Expressway. Steve and I now were having. Mr., now it's Mr. Mojitos. Just that's right. So <laughs> okay. And and before that, it was Sonoma Chicken Coop. Yes. And before that, yeah. it was you got, McDonald's. Okay, wow, you, you Dave got knows. <laughs> Thank you, that Dave. That place. <laughs> Once again, you are master of all kinds of information that nobody gives a beep about. Yeah. At that point, I think, Steve, you and I were seriously, we were probably having lunch once every two months. Yeah. Pretty consistent. After, yeah. Like shortly after And you I were left. coming over and visiting, you know, your buddies that, you know, you yep. had friends over here on the yeah. scene. But you and you I were, were actually were, officing. You yeah. Would, on one Thursdays, day a week. On Thursdays, I would hang out yeah. at Westgate because I still lived over the hill. Like I lived here. And commuted to Vintage, which and is there in was Santa there Cruz. were plenty of offices in South Hills, so we yeah. just gave you a spot. Yeah, yeah, I remember that. Yeah, but we yeah, I think pretty shortly after I left in 2016, I called you and was like, "Hey, I I need help." And I think it was fairly consistent, probably on average every two months, we were having lunch, and I was calling you, and it was all like, "What do you do? Yeah, what do I was, do? It what was, do I do? What do yeah, I do? Yeah, it was like." free consulting i just i was sure. vintage didn't have a lot of money so i never paid steve but i just got consulting Leadership. i don't even think you bought lunch i think i always <laughs> yeah, bought lunch steve, steve even bought lunch <laughs> so it was the best you're, you're food this is the sort advice. of consulting you need to find everyone yes just sir. where they buy you lunch and uh yeah so it was really consistent but i remember 2016 after i left and all of 2017 during those lunches and meals and phone calls Steve, you you never even hinted at the at any sort of like, hey, what would you think about? Or do you think you'll not even like it? Do you think you'll be there a long time? Nothing like that. It was all how's it going? I'll help you. This is what I would do. It was all like that. And it was like it was not gradual. I distinctly remember I went to another lunch with Steve at Moe's. It was Moe's at the time. I had questions about staffing. I was asking about, we were like transitioning some staff. And then in the middle of the lunch, I remember I was like, what? Cause you said, you know, you kind of said it like with a wry smile on your face. Like I couldn't tell if you were kidding, but you said something like, and, and you know, maybe you can come back or something like that. Well, and remember, so from the time you left, I mean, I'm grieving your loss. Cause I had this thing that I thought might manifest itself. 
the more I watch you wrestle and lead, um, the more convinced I become. So, I mean, it's not like, it's not like it came on me all of a sudden. This is something that has been, I mean, it was very prayerful, very, very much years. And and that's not like me. You guys both know (laughs) when I see a solution, if it's possible, I like jump on it, but this is different. This is, this is first, it's a fringe church. Um, who I, you know, I deeply care yeah. about it. I care about that church and, um, I know how valuable you are for them. Secondly, it's a big deal for us, Yeah, for Huge. Westgate. It's gotta be, you know, it's, there's gotta be obvious upside that everybody sees. Otherwise I'm just going to bring somebody in here and we're going to just, they're going to be a sacrificial lamb. And then the, the church is going to struggle for some time until we get it figured out. Or I end up having to come back. Mm. And do those kinds of things, and so it's the 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 landscape of churches in the United States doing succession well. I mean, it's just it's just very rare. I, right. I, I mean, I'm not being it just, yeah, it's statistically, it's just it's yeah. statistically it's, yeah. it's horrible. I mean, you know, so I'm really I'm really uh, prayerful, and you know, Dana's talking me through it. Dana's the only yeah. one I'm talking to. And so, then I remember we had that conversation and the timing, it was almost like perfect. It, it, it never was right away, but it was something that you were open to immediately. You were kind of open to, are you really kidding? What's up? Yeah. And then we had, I don't know how many more meetings. We started meeting more regularly. <laughs> yeah, it was a lot. And we had yeah. a ton of meetings between 2018 and 2020. So Steve, did you have any coaching or any help on yes, how yes, to process yes, yes. this as a, cause it's, it's not the easiest thing for somebody who's built a church I'm not saying from the ground up, but pretty much, you know, from yeah. the ground up, you had a small contingency here. You took it over. You grew it. It's part of the second big part of your life's work. And that, like you said, it's not just important to the church or to the kingdom, but to you personally. I mean, this has, yeah. like, been a large part of your identity. Did somebody help you, like, coach you on, on all this kind of stuff? Because it goes really badly often because right. there's it's ego it's it's but it's also just hard it's difficult it's, so i'm 60 years old and the elders get serious about this educating ourselves on this uh-huh. so that would have been 2017 yeah. and so we begin to read books we begin to bring pastors into our meetings that have gone through this plus in a plus way or a minus negative way right um you know i end up uh, I, I go in the in the process. I go down and spend some p- time with a cohort of pastors in this same uh, season of ministry uh, down in Southern California for a week with Dana. A group of pastors who yeah. are succeeding. Yeah, that and are you, and, and, and are about to succeed. And so we're investing wow. time and energy to get educated. So what was the what was the fruit of that? I mean, what 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 happened? What, well, the fruit of it was um, affirmation. It was two things. Number one, it was affirmation of some of the thoughts that we were having. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah, this is the time to do it. Um, yeah, you're right. Don't do a four or five year camp uh, succession plan. Uh, and then some of the other things that we that were, you know, pretty bad ideas. Those also got, you know, fleshed out. What are some bad ideas that were uh, immediately? In my opinion, in the council I got were co-leads. Co-leads a bad idea. Uh. Um, having two heads of an organization uh, is it almost never works. Huh? And um, so, some sort of co-leadership until you fade away. 
Yeah. And, and they said, don't do it. Don't that do that. Don't do that at it's, all. Does it just create weird dynamics? Or? It does. And, and the way it was explained to me by the particular pastor that felt the strongest about this, dear friend in Southern California, and he's given me counsel over the years that has rescued me, yeah, literally yeah. rescued me. Yeah, yeah. He said, every time you find two heads on anything living, it's an abomination. <laughs> I mean, it's it's something. Re- it's, it's Hydra. A, it's it's Hydra. It's yeah. not good, it's, yeah, right? It's, a, it's, it's a, not a good thing. And um, it's, a dark, it. it's a really dark metaphor, but yes. yeah, it works. Yeah. Hey, yeah. there's a dog with two heads. So, so as you and we're tr- we're continuing to tell a story here, and this is gonna, it's, but uh, so we have these. We continue to have meetings, and in these meetings, after a while, especially Jay, because he's much. Um, He's much more thoughtful about the process. I'm I'm super comfortable with kicking the ball down the hill and watching it roll and bounce and gain speed, and then <laughs> reacting to the chaos it ha- it causes and adjusting, you know, along the way, and then hopefully nobody dies, and you know, and you get to the end of the hill. I, I love that kind of lead. I actually love that kind of leadership. I, I heard somebody describe themselves not as an eagle flying, you know, lead um, while everybody can. F- can follow them, but they're more like a bat out of hell and that, and, you know, just crazy going everywhere and just kind of bouncing off things. And I, and I'm much more like that. And Jay is, you're comfortable. I'm comfortable in the chaos and it's been part of my, unfortunately, I don't know. That's a good thing. It's just the reality. It's a thing. And and it's a thing. So Jay, because he's much more thoughtful about this process, he would come to these meetings after we, after we really started kicking the ball down the hill, he would be like, whoa, whoa. What about what, what about, about this? Yeah. And how would we do that? And what about this? And then halfway through the process, I think we brought elders in. Yeah. I'm trying um, to think when that was. I mean, we started talking in 2018. 18. I I visited an elders meeting super like incognito. <laughs> like I had to come later in the meeting to Under make the sure cover all the staff of night. were gone. It was over at South Hills. It might have been 19. 19. Yeah, late 19, 19 sometime. And then we're serious in discussion now. You hid in the janitor's closet and then kind of emerged? No, I mean, I really (laughs) showed up like an hour in, so all the staff were gone. I stayed for maybe 45 minutes and I left. We were really careful, and it's not that sounds really kind of, oh, you're doing all this stuff behind closed doors. Well, there was uncertainty. There was uncertainty. It hadn't even been offered yet. Yeah. Yeah. And, you know, and and we don't want to cause damage to to a community of people and cause them to do a bunch of second guessing about stuff. Sure. And so. Um, we think it was m- right motives that, yeah, that, sure, ca- that sure, sure. caused us I to do so, that. Yeah. 2020, you joined our staff. Yeah, and August. everybody that was yeah. paying attention, honestly, began to start to know, so, okay. But when you came back, that it was it was under the the understanding that this was going to be um, the, the, the eventual succession. It, there it, was an internal understanding that the elders would... This is Remember, this is an elder decision that gets affirmed by the congregation right, so right. there's two real th- this is what's really interesting steve is like the large shadow looming over westgate has been for 20 years this is maybe the biggest leadership decision in the past two decades of this church's life but steve doesn't decide do you know what i mean like yeah. in some ways he does because his voice carries so much weight but technically steve suggests <laughs> he and says this is what i the, th- this is yeah. what i think is best the elders had to decide and then the congregation had to vote which was both awkward for me and really helpful because i one of the things i wrestled with quite a bit i don't i don't know that i've ever really shared this actually except with jenny the one of the one of the reasons 
for one of the strongest reasons for insecurity for me in the last since 2018 was is this happening because Steve is so bought into me because I'm not coming to potentially serve and lead Steve. I'm coming to potentially serve and lead a whole community. Mm-hmm. And I know the community will do whatever Steve wants, but then it it became weird for me. It's like, what if Steve's that wrong? might be an Steve overstatement? But we'll, we'll leave. I it don't there. know all all those sorts of things. So, yeah, I mean, that's where it gets it gets really interesting. Is like I felt super comfortable when I was sitting at restaurants with Steve talking about these ideas, and then it got super real in August. But that it was under that assumption internally yeah and there was no guarantee there wasn't in fact it was written into the offer letter that we gave jay in august of of 2020 that um, we'll take a solid year with you and we'll make a decision in 21 right august 21 yeah um whether we believe you to be the guy and at that point if we believe you to be the guy we will make a presentation to the congregation and put it to a vote. Then it gets accelerated. But the first gets year accelerated. is yeah, but a ma- not a trial run. Is it a trial? Would you? What, what is it's, that? What's oh, that called? I'll tell you what it is. What and is and it? It, it, it is an intensive interview that lasts 12 months. <laughs> I'm serious. No, right. I don't That's mean probably to. probably true. No. We yeah. are watching. We are watching every time he teaches, everything he leads. And then at the end of that 12 months, the last three months, we're going to take Steve and Dana out of the picture and put complete focus on (laughs) him and his leadership for three months and see how he and the staff do and how the church responds for me being gone. You left at the end of May for like three months. For three solid. Yeah. I came, yeah, yeah. I didn't come back till first part of September. I mean, I was gone and that was, that was generous of the elders to give me for a 20 year gift. Yeah. But it was also strategic in that Clifford's get your tails out of the way so we can really concentrate on Jay and his and leadership. see how Jay leads the The staff. vote happens without me. I'm out of town. When the elders finally come together and make their decision in August, I'm not even at that meeting. And that's when they unanimously that on, that affirm. Purpose? Yes. Okay. Yes. So they don't want Because it's voted. not like, like what Jay is saying is also what the elders had some fear over. Are we doing this just because Steve thinks it's good? Uh, I see. Or, or do we really believe? Because they're gonna they're gonna line up shoulder to shoulder with him, and then present him to the congregation for yeah. a vote, right? And so I, it was a beautiful thing. I don't know that we were completely strategic in we planning that sabbatical, but it ended up being a great thing because I'm completely out of town. I am not at the meeting. They call the meeting. They vote unanimously to affirm Jay, and say, and then. I asked them, and uh, and Jay and I had asked them, don't don't do anything with that information till I get back, yeah. so that we can have a communication plan. Because there's a way we want to make sure that the the staff hears first, then core leadership, and then of course the whole community. And uh, we were able to do that. Yeah. So coming out of that, what did that process? The whole. I mean, we're talking years. Like it's yeah. it's a long time. It's a long time. What did that process, looking back on it, what did it teach you just about, I guess, organizational leadership? And then I'm going to ask you, like, what did it do in you personally? So what did it teach you about organizational leadership? Because there's a lot of folks listening who they lead in various capacities at their jobs or at their works or, you know, in in, in some sort of their company um, or their family even. Uh, What what did it teach you about about leadership? Yeah, I mean, for me... (laughs) It's hard to summarize it. It taught me so much. I think it's still teaching me so much. 
Um, some of it's hard to quantify in words. You know, I'm trying to, I'm, I'm reaching for, for sort of practical, applicational things that I learned in the process. And, and there, were, there was a lot. Uh, one thing I would say is, and I know this isn't possible for everybody, um, I learned to get really comfortable going slower than I wanted and, and appreciating uh, boundaries on the pace. Ooh. So, you know, Steve mentioned it, earlier that I, yeah. I ask a lot of questions and I'm more thoughtful or methodical about the process. What that doesn't mean is that I'm necessarily naturally slower. Yeah. Like Steve will tell you, I, he doesn't mean I would ask one question every three weeks or something. He means I would flood him with some questions yeah. all at once. Yeah. Cause I like going fast. I just like thinking through all the options and, you know, getting my head around it a little bit more. Um, but this process and I, I, in fact, asked for the pace but it wasn't a pace that i necessarily wanted it was a it was a confluence of like some advice i received from people i respect my respect and admiration for steve my awareness of how big this thing sort of felt and uh my own sort of self-awareness that i just i had too much to learn to trust my own personal instinctive desire which was to jump in and leave. I mean, I'll be very honest with you. It is not comfortable to, now I had some confidence. I had a level of confidence, so I don't want it to sound more noble than it is, but it, it's not really that comfortable to leave a church that you love and are doing well at and come back on like a, you know, we love NBA basketball. It really is like a one-year one year contract. contract. Yeah. It was really true because I, I told Steve this pretty upfront and everybody knew this was the case. The elders included, like if it wasn't an affirmation at the end, no hard feelings, but I couldn't stay and become the youth pastor or something, oh, yeah, you sure. know, like you they, those people already exist here. Yeah. And, uh, so it was like a one year, one year contract. And, um, that was not comfortable, but all what I learned was, uh, tempering my own, learning the difference between my own personal desire and what sort of best in the big picture, uh, I think served the entire process. I more. wonder, is that, is that only true for big stuff or did you feel like now you kind of implement that? Like, Hey, let me be aware of the pace, like in almost everything. Cause you said you're, you're very fast. Like you want thing. did that temper your whole pace for yeah. all ministry decisions? Yeah. Think? Yeah. I think the best way to describe it is, I ha I feel like I have a fairly good gauge on the difference between my own internal timing yeah. and differentiating between that and what I think might be best for the organization. I, I kind of, you know, it's interesting. Some of that I learned from Steve. He He's really fast and aggressive and likes chaos, but what he's not telling you is he's actually quite tempered with some of this stuff. And uh, more tempered than you would think if you just know Steve from his teaching and his personality. Right. He, he actually is really great at differentiating and pausing and saying, well, hold on a second. Um, which I don't think a lot of people get when they just listen to him teach. Because when he's teaching, he's like really coaching. He's fiery. Yeah, yeah. You know, but Go out there and do it and do it now. Do it tomorrow. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Steve has a lot of that. Yeah. And uh, if his personality can do it, anyone can do it. So I think, <laughs> I think I've learned some of that. And it... it 
Yeah. So I, I said this line yeah. to Steve in a meeting yesterday, and I don't know if I got it from him, the line, but it's definitely something I've learned from him. I, I said in a meeting yesterday that Steve was in, I want to do um, the right thing, not the fast thing. And then Steve said, everyone in this call, on, we were on Zoom, everyone on this call wants to do the fast thing, which was true, everyone on that call. But I think that's something I learned from Steve. It's been helpful. It seems like that could be, it's like a little bit of patience, a little bit of wisdom, a little bit of slowing and trusting that God is working yeah. at, at, a, at a pace that often, because all the metaphors in the Bible are organic. They're not mechanical, right? So yeah. it's like when Jesus grows a thing, it, he's not building a target. He's, he's growing a vine or a tree. Yeah. And that's slow and sometimes uncomfortably slow, especially for get or done people like both of you guys are. And, mm. and, and a lot of people listening, there's a the tendency to grab or be grabby yep. or push. So that's that's really interesting. So that they kind of slow it, slow the pace, pray through it, be prayerful, be prayerful. Yeah. That's really fascinating. Yeah. Steve, what about you? What, what did this teach you about? Well, I think um, we had a gigantic advantage here in that at the at the core of Westgate, mm-hmm. there was trust and health. And, there, and so as soon as I felt like I was getting pretty serious about Jay, then I brought the executive team in, Mark and Dan, and I brought the elders in. And you almost feel like when you, when you have a group of people around you that are as passionate as you are about seeing Christ's kingdom right. expressed more fully in the community you help lead, um, you almost feel like, even if I'm wrong, I won't get very far because they'll save me. You know, they'll stop me. And and there's a great there's a great courage um, to walk into this when you trust and love all the people that you put your life into. You put your yeah. you know you put your vocational life into your team. Your yeah, team. Your you, core. You, it, it's yeah. And so I would I would say that the only thing that feels a little uncomfortable for me as I sit here on this is that I'm getting way too much credit for um, for how it's how well it's gone. Sure, I was the one who had that meeting initially with Jay, and and um, I have a part to play in this, but there's so many others, the elders, mm-hmm. and um, the way God led us with one mind and one purpose. Yeah. I, I mean, the unity we that we saw God do. The, That's the a part of the story Steve has hinted at in different meetings we've had. But it is, it's pretty wild. Like it's really, truly, there were probably a half dozen moments since 2018, between 2018 and 2020, where Steve and I talked about significant, very specific leadership philosophies or issues right. or, or tensions. I mean, deal killers. Yeah. Like real practical stuff about the future of our church and yeah. what, like, and I was nervous and I'll bring these things and I'll give a real life example just okay. as one Yeah. at the time. Cause it's very public now at the time, Westgate was probably about 50% video at South Hills campus and about 50% live. And I was fairly committed. Now I I'm loosely committed. I, I don't know what the future holds, but at this point I, I'm strongly committed at this point to live teaching everywhere. You wrote a book called Analog Church. So, yes. <laughs> so I went to Steve and all the elders read the book. And yeah. I was like, I'm basically asking these elders 
to change ministry philosophies. Yeah. I was like, there's no way. There's no way. They're just going to come back and be like, what the heck, dude? Like, we're not even sure about you. This is crazy, you know? And it went great. That conversation went so great. And I was like, this is incredible. Yeah. And there were several things. There were several like that. From both sides. And at the end of the meeting, remember, I would either I would say or you would say, wow, I was really nervous about bringing this up because I didn't know how it would go. And yet I knew it was super important. We better talk it through. Yep. And people are right now going, well, what kinds of things? And I can't even really remember the specifics (laughs) now. But there were were five or six times when I thought, ah. This could this could this submarine could, the this entire could kill thing. the deal. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. You know, yeah. right. Hmm. And instead, they never did. Yeah. They 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 propelled us farther down the road. Yeah. I mean, everyone every time we, it happened, I was, and I remember texting you after meeting saying, "Oh my gosh, I yeah. can't believe how God keeps showing up yep. in our conversations." And then it started happening with elders too. Mm. You know, when as Jay met with elders and they were, ah, "What about this?" And you know, and. uh yeah. It was just a beautiful thing. It it is, and I've said this for a long time at Westgate, and I st- I still there is nothing, nothing, nothing in on the planet as beautiful and as powerful as the bride of Christ when she acts like the bride of Christ. Mm. There's nothing, nothing has any. I don't. You name any government. You name any organization. Um, Tesla or. Apple, those they the pale. In they the early 2000s. they pale in comparison to right. the power and the potential uh, for transformation of the planet that the church has. Yeah. Now, the other side of that is there's nothing as putrid mm. and as smelly and as horribly ugly as the church when she turns inward and becomes, you know, all forgets her king, forgets and, her yeah, king, and serves things. herself. Yeah, yeah. But man, we've had several opportunities in this, and I know. Listen, Westgate is far from perfect. It, you know, I I don't. I'm glad I don't know how much of God's will is actually being accomplished here because I probably get pretty <laughs> discouraged. But I think we're trying. Yeah. You yeah. know, and we're and we're quick to confess when we know when we see what's wrong. Yeah. So we're far from perfect in in a thousand different ways, millions. But um, we've seen God do some really cool things in this process that I think has affirmed, uh, affirmed the direction and um, affirmed Jay in his leadership. I, I couldn't be more excited about it. Yeah. Speaking of that, as we look forward to the future, I'm, I'm, I'm eager. What, I have stuff that I'm super-duper excited about. I'm wondering, when you look at the future, what, what makes you most excited? Or what's one thing that you're excited about? Not most. Dana hates those always, never. She's like, just give me. <laughs> yeah. What What are you most excited about? She's like, well, I'm I'm kind of excited about these three things, and I don't want you to make me choose. But a a thing that you're excited about. Yeah. Well, I'm I'm actually I'm actually there's all kinds of expressions of what this will how it will manifest itself, but I am most excited about Jay leading us. I I on my best moments i gladly step aside and i i can't wait to see i trust his his walk with christ i trust his marriage um i i trust his gifting and i can and i'm i'm he's not bigger than me so if i have to if he really screws up i can <laughs> you can beat him, him up by, I can, yeah i can slap him around <laughs> no just no but i'm, I'm you know i it, i i did that you know you know what i did i just did i just used humor mm-hmm. because it was uncomfortable how deeply I feel about this. Huh. 
I, I can't, I'm excited about that and how it manifests itself with, with who knows, um, I don't even care. I'm, I am most excited to see where his leadership and the team he assembles around him, where they will lead us and what that will mean for kingdom expansion for our city and the example it will leave, um, for the whole, the whole world. If God wants to, you know, and that's not any expectation of, oh, my gosh, he's going to be some national famous guy. That's not what I'm thinking at all. I'm just thinking I can't wait to see what he does with us through his what God does through us, through his leadership. It's going to be cool. And it's already cool. I sat in an all-staff meeting today, and I wrote the things down. I'm taking notes as fast as I can, and I'm, I'm thinking everybody here is better is, is better because of this guy's leadership right now. And it's just going to continue to do that and multiply itself. Mm. Wow. That's cool. I, I, you know, I, I have that saying about stick your hand in a bucket of water, a five-gallon bucket of water, and pull it out as fast as you can, see how long the hole lasts. I think the kingdom of God is like that. Mm. Um, God's, God's, God's got the resources to get done what he wants to get done. If, and if we'll agree and cooperate, he, he'll use us. So yeah. I can't wait to see that happen. What about you, Jay? Yeah, you know, mine's actually connected to our all-staff meeting today, too, as we're recording this. You know, we yeah. were all at this all-staff that we do once a month. And um, as we're recording this, that was our first time together as a staff since Christmas. Before, yeah. Before of Christmas. Because of COVID. Because of COVID, yeah. 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 So, uh, gosh, it felt, I don't know. Everyone listening can relate to this. There's just something different when you're in the room with people that you know you're shoulder to shoulder with sort of in the trenches going at it. And, um, that's what I'm most excited about. Uh, just the people in that, in that we weren't in a room, we were under a tent, but the people under that tent and, you know, I've already been serving with, with everyone for the last 18 months. So it's not a new commodity. It's not new, but, But it feels but it's different. New. It feels it's different. New, the but mantle, it's new. the yeah. mantle. Everybody in there. I, I thought it was palpable hmm. that there was that there was a transference of of focus. Hmm. They're not. I mean, some of them may still be, but most people in that tent are now looking to your voice hmm. and saying, "Okay, Jay, where where are we going to go? Where are we going to?" And I just thought it was. I just thought the things you shared um, jacked me up. I mean, I was. You know, I'm ready. I was ready to do a cheer. So, um, <laughs> yeah, that's what I'm excited about. Just shoulder to shoulder with this incredible team. Most of the people listening know 10% of those people under that tent, you know, based on which area of ministry they're involved in. Yeah, but yeah. You just got to know if you're a part of Westgate, God has called some incredible men and women here. Yeah. Like amazing yeah. men and women. Yeah. Amen. That I feel just really humble to be a part of a team like that. And uh, that gets me really, really excited and eager to see what God does. And like Steve said, we're, I'm not saying we're perfect. I'm not even saying we're that great. What I'm just saying is collectively, it's an incredible collection of ragtag misfits who are passionate about God and his kingdom and gifted in unique ways and open to seeing the spirit of God use those gifts to further the mission. And, uh, that's the power of team, isn't that. it? I mean, teams yeah. can do more than they could as the sum of their individual parts in some yeah. weird, mysterious way. A wolf yeah. alone, 
A wolf alone is yeah. only a big dog. <laughs> Finny <laughs> quoted you, that. You put it in a pack, man, and yeah. the, and there's something to be feared. They can take down the yeah, And that's what, that's, I mean, the, yeah. Finney quoted you during CI. Yeah, I saw it. At Toga, I was, yeah. It got big laughs, but it's true. I mean, it's, yeah. it got laughs because it makes sense. And and, it's true. Yeah. That's awesome. Well, thanks for sharing a bit of that story. That's uh, really cool. And um, obviously, Steve, you're not going anywhere per se. You're still going to be preaching a ton and being around a ton, doing a ton of leadership development and development of our, these young leaders. Uh, and so there's tons of stuff. So it's it's not like that's going to change. So in some ways, it's like things are going to keep going on. But in other ways, it's 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 cool that we have a uh, kind of a new day. So thanks for sharing that uh, that story. And Jay, man, that's pretty cool. Pretty exciting. Yeah. All right. All right. Well, thanks, guys. You're welcome. Thank you. Just want to say thanks to Jay Kim and Steve Clifford for stopping by, uh, sharing all that. Join us next week where we start our brand new sermon series. It's on Matthew. And so, yeah, we're going to be diving back into the gospel of Matthew. Very excited for that. So you don't want to miss that. We'll see you next week.